Ahoy! We finally got it working. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah, shit's been weird tonight, guys, but uh, we're here. This is Bottom of the Stream. My name is Adam. And I'm Nick. And this is Bottom of the Stream, as I've just said. This is the 101st episode of Bottom of the Stream. I know, a momentous number. Is it? I don't know, <laughs> it not really. No. It's the start of the second 100. Okay. <laughs> yes, that's fine. <laughs> the rebirth. How are you, Nick? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah? Up I'm, to much? Um, been up to much? I'm trying Probably to... Not. I'm trying to drink more water. Okay. So, just, well, you know, just trying to be a bit more healthy. Uh, like, I've been for two runs this week. Wow, it's been raining every day. What are you doing? I did, you get, doing I did get really wet last <laughs> last night. I think I went, I went last night or the night before. I can't even remember. I got absolutely drenched. Um, but I didn't drink that water. I've just been trying to drink more water, <laughs> and it just means I'm just pissing all the time. I don't know why I've started this. This train of thought. I lost you so, again for a minute, though. I, I think I could hear you. Are we just ploughing on? Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to leave it all in. Fuck okay. It. I've yeah. been drinking a lot more Iron Brew. So <laughs> we're very different people, me and you. I did go for a walk, so that was nice. Oh, good. good. That's, that's a bit of exercise. Yeah, good. It's the whole hair thing that's doing my head in. This, I don't know what I'm going to do with all my hair. Now? <laughs> I've got too much. Yeah, t- similar. I mean, that, that last week before... Before everything shut, I was like, oh, maybe I should go and get a haircut. And I didn't. And I now regret it. But yes, I'm like, too. should I just shave it all off? Because I know we, I have done that when I was much, much younger. But I'm like, I just don't think I'd get away with it now. I'm 100% not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> this is just not happening. It's so long now. It's nearly, my fringe is nearly down to my nose. The tip of my nose. Not my, that's like the you end of my nose. You should just um, go full emo. Try and bring that back. The trouble is, it doesn't grow long. It grows out. <laughs> I look like Sideshow Bob. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Just yeah, it's em- a, embrace it. There's no end in sight for when I'm going to get my hair cut. It's depressing. I'll do it. You can't. Oh, no. <laughs> the, the only people that can do it are me. <laughs> and I'm not doing it. Just have a go. Shall I? I have got some clippers. <laughs> I, it's not happening. I mean, I'm just going to live it. Just find a tutorial on YouTube and just follow that. What could go wrong? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> do you want to start with Netflix news? Yeah, let's do that. Have you got any Netflix news? I have got a couple of bits, yeah. Uh, I've only got one bit. Shall okay. I go first and then you want to take yeah, over? Go on then. It's not really... Well, it is news. It's more... It is news. Um, I've been listening to the KingCast. You know I talk about the KingCast quite often. Yes. But they had Katie Siegel on again this week. Oh, yeah. Obviously, of Hush fame. Uh, Hush actually left Netflix this week as well, which is a bit annoying. It'll be back. Along I'm with, sure it will be back. It'll be 100% be back. Uh, Emo the Musical left and Life Force also left. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm sidetracked. Uh, she was talking about Midnight Mass briefly. Yes. And she, I don't know if this was out there in the effort, but it's actually coming in October this year. Oh, wow. She really, she revealed the information and she gave a bit of an idea of what it's about as well. What did she say? Because nobody really knows. So what she said is that it is about a small town in middle America and they get a new priest and then all of a sudden miracles start happening. Okay. And that's the synopsis. Awesome. Sounds... But the really, the interesting thing that she did say was that they've obviously wrapped filming now. I think we put that in the news a few weeks ago. We did, yeah. Um, there are people that she has shared a scene with who she has never met. Huh? <laughs> because of the COVID restrictions. Oh, okay. The way they've filmed it, they've had to film it creatively, and there's people who she's having scenes with who she has never met in real life. Oh, oh can't wait to see how that turns out. I'm sure yeah, it's going to be interesting. She called it a romantic comedy horror. Cool. So, yeah, it sounds quite interesting. Yeah, it's coming in October. Apparently it's in editing at the minute with uh, old Mike stuck in the editing room. Good. I'm I'm really looking forward to Midnight Mass. It obviously has ties to Hush, with the same main character, and it was the book that she was reading in Hush. So it's it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. So that's coming in October. Yeah, and check out the King Cast because it is really interesting if you're into Stephen King. Yeah, it is good. It's a good listen. Hundred percent. She was talking about Firestarter. Oh yes, which is a terrible film and a really good book. So that's basically what she was saying. I've just uh, finished a Stephen King book. Actually, had it for Christmas. Yeah. Oh yeah, what was that? It was okay. It was The Institute. Oh yeah, it is good. I, it is good. It was good, but I couldn't quite shake how influenced it was by like Stranger Things. Yeah, it's. But then that was that was influenced by him in the first place. Yeah, I know. So, it's, 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 it's come full circle. I, know, but, bit, yeah, I know what you mean. Bit of like tennis, but it is pretty similar, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's similar. I wanted more time with the like the police guy. <laughs> who, oh yeah, who, who like the first fifty pages were dedicated to, and then it goes off onto the main storyline. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. 
yeah, it was it was fine. It was pretty good. Cool. What's your Netflix news, Nick? I'm just going to plow on because you've cut out. So, are you back? Are you there? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> I'm here. Good. So, first bit of news is, did you ever watch Hannibal? No. With Mads Mikkelsen? No. No, I didn't either. <laughs> but he is um, he's pushing for a revival of it. So, six years ago it finished, but it seems to have a bit of a new lease of life on Netflix. And, um, yeah, he's sort of done a few interviews recently where he sort of said everyone wants to get back together so yeah we'll keep an eye on that because netflix aren't exactly shy of pulling uh properties back are they so no not at all we'll uh, see for revivals we'll see mm, interesting see what happens there no i've never watched it it's supposed to be but, pretty good right. yeah it's supposed to be good i am um, i don't know why i've never watched it I just never have yeah i i'm not the biggest fan of those those movies actually if I'm honest. Yeah. I don't really I hold Silence of the Lambs in as high regard as generally people. It's fine. People yeah, are probably I, shouting I at me mean. now. Yeah, they definitely are. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. Uh, next one. Netflix. Next uh, news. How much do you think a film costs? <laughs> <laughs> what, to own or? Yeah, if you're Netflix. Oh, if you're Netflix. I have no idea. So they have paid $15.75 million for... Uh, a movie called Passing, which has just been shown at Sundance, uh, oh, right. which okay. has been happening online, and it's got quite an intriguing synopsis. So it's directed by Rebecca Hall, and it stars bottom of the stream alum Tessa Thompson, nice uh, Ruth Negger, who was in Preacher and Misfits. Oh um, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, and Alexander Skarsgård. Oh, we'll love the Skarsgård. Has he been on the show as well? Yeah, was he in Hold the Dark? Was that, that him? Yeah, he was that Skarsgård. Or was that his... No, that was him. I'm sure it's the right one, yeah. Yeah, it was, because it wasn't Stellion, and it wasn't the guy who played oh, Pennywise. Hang on, wasn't he a mute as well? Hasn't he been on twice? Yes, yes, you're right, he has. And I just thought it was a really interesting synopsis. So it's, it's about two African-American women, but they can both pass as white. So it's, right. set in, it's set in 1929 in New York, and one of them goes to live basically on the white side of town and one of them lives on the black side of town and it's about the sort of parallels of their lives after they sort oh, wow. of go their separate ways um yeah and it's i, I, I like that sort of period 20s 30s it's a, hmm. so i yeah, think always think it's quite an intriguing time so yeah look out for that at some point later this year that does sound quite interesting um and then my final piece of news is a coming soon so Pacific Rim The Black is an anime series and right. it is going to debut on Netflix on Thursday the 4th of March. That's not long away, that's only a month. No, and basically it's the story of two siblings who travel in a massive robot to look for their missing parents. Nice. Um, Sounds, I don't think I've seen Pacific Rim. I've seen the first one, but I don't think I've ever seen the second one. I don't remember, if I have seen it, I don't remember it, but doesn't really something strike me as the kind of property that was crying out for more content no. but <laughs> no it doesn't you're right there we go it's coming interesting coming to netflix coming in march yeah cool times is that all your news that's my news have you watched anything good at the top of the stream yes i've started lupin oh i've finished lupin oh <laughs> i thought i'd really surprise you with that <laughs> sorry That's I've uh, pissed on your cornflakes a little bit there I do apologise yeah. that was my one thing that I've been watching this week I've watched two episodes cool I've watched five uh, it's being finished <laughs> did you like it? I really enjoyed it I thought it was really really good uh, I don't want to give any spoilers away but it's it's a really interesting concept and it's really I've different because it's French it's, it feels different to anything else me too do you know it reminds me of do you remember Hustle? Uh, yeah I watched a little bit of it it really reminds me, it was Adrian Lester and Mark, somebody back in the day, but it really reminds me of that. It's got that sort of similar vibe to it, only yeah, French. And good. I used to like Hustle. I had a lot of time for <laughs> Hustle. I didn't mind it, but it was a bit like all wrapped up in an hour, wasn't it? Yeah, this, the, the, this isn't like that because this is five episodes where it's all one big Hustle, but it is, it's worth it. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. The, the way it wraps itself together is quite clever at the end, not to give any spoilers away. Um yeah, I would recommend it, definitely. It's coming back as well, isn't it? It's got a sequel. Uh, yeah, I kind of well, think not a that, sequel, a second part. Yeah, that it was already done. They just held it back a bit in case this was a huge hit, and that's what's happened. 
that's kind of the impression. Yeah, I, I think get. that's exactly right because it's five episodes, which is which is an odd number. Yes, not just because it's five, but it's, it's an odd number for a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like it was probably filmed as ten. A hundred percent. Because it it does it, it does end on a cliffhanger, so I'll give you that little bit of a warning. Okay. Yeah, it's really good. I'm really enjoying it. Definitely check it out. It's going to make a lot of uh, lot of money on Netflix. I think. Yeah, Doing I really think so. Well. I think so. That's all. Literally all I've watched this week. I've had quite a hectic week. That's fine. You don't have to like. <laughs> I feel like I should just watch stuff just for Netflix. <laughs> I've watched a couple just more for things. this show. Go on. What have you been watching? Um, watched about five or six episodes of Superstore, which is a. Oh yeah, I've seen this on there. I don't know much about it. Uh, it's a sitcom set in a superstore, um, and it stars um, America Ferreira, who was most famous for Ugly Betty. Um, yeah. Yeah, pretty good. It's just pretty slight, and but yeah, quite funny. I mean, I. There's like seven seasons on there, so... Um, oh, really? Where's it come from, then? Well, I don't think it's ever been on in the UK. Not that I can think of. Um, no, I don't. It's but, just one of these Netflix sitcoms that they've purchased from a different channel somewhere. I think so, yeah. Um, but yeah, sort of five, six episodes in, you're starting to get some of the characters and the nuances. It's um, Yeah, not bad. We're gonna, definitely going to stick with it for a bit. So, yeah, it's funny. I've watched one more thing um, with my oldest daughter over the last couple of weeks. Um, okay. Both series of Jurassic Park, Camp Cretaceous. Oh, right. I've heard of this. It's like good. an animated Jurassic Park follow-up. Yeah, it's good. Actually, surprising how how invested I got into it as well. Oh, really? That's yeah. good. Um, She's well into dinosaurs, isn't she? Your she is, yeah. Um, yeah. It also ends on a cliffhanger. <laughs> I will give you that little spoiler. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, it's got um, the guy who plays Adam Goldberg in the Goldbergs in. His voice is distinctly recognisable. <laughs> I can't remember. What's his name? don't know. Sean something. Sean, Sean something, yeah. Is yeah, it Sean's, something Italian. I think. Sean something. Sean something, that's him. But, um, no, it's fun. It's fun. Good show. Cool. Good, good. Glad to hear it. Um, is that all you watched? Sure is. I've got a little something I've um, I found today. Oh, hello. That I want to talk about. Okay. <laughs> it's a website. Oh, God. <laughs> no idea where we're going now. It is relevant to the show, so don't worry. Um, it's called Time Spent on Netflix.com. Okay. And you can, I don't know if you know this, but on, I think we've done it before on the show. On the on Netflix, you can download your entire playing play history. Yes. And go you through can, everything you've watched in you order. You can kind of export it, can't you? Yeah. So what you do, when you've exported it, you upload it to this website. Okay. And it gives you a load of stats. Awesome. Which is really good. So I've done it for me and I've also done it for you. Oh, brilliant. Because <laughs> I know your Netflix login. So the first thing it gives you is your 10 most watched TV shows. Okay. Mine is Community at number one. Yep. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt at number two. Yep. Red Dwarf at number three. Because I did, when I first got Netflix, I rewatched all of Red Dwarf. Um, Shit's Creek. And then there's a show called The Last Kingdom, which I've definitely never watched. But I do watch a show called Kingdom. So maybe that's got mixed up a little bit there. With what? Sorry. Um, Kingdom. Yeah, what was... The, the Last Kingdom is the oh, show that's okay. come up on the got list. You. So I think it's got mixed up somewhere. 13 Reasons Why, Peep Show, Somebody Feed Phil, The Good Place, and then The Dark Crystal, which I've only ever watched five minutes of. Uh, so uh, okay, that's a bit <laughs> I think suspicious. Something's gone a little bit wrong there. Um, because it says I've watched that for 16 hours and 54 minutes. <laughs> which is not true. And it also says you have watched two of 10 episodes. Sounds like... So unless a... I've watched those two episodes eight times each. <laughs> you must have had a good nap. I don't know what's gone on there. Then after that, it gives you your 10 most recently watched movies. Okay. Which are obviously all from this show, so pretty much all of them are. It says I've watched The Fundamentals of Caring, which I didn't. But this is this is where it gets interesting. So it says your total time spent on Netflix is 33 days, 12 hours and 22 minutes. Okay. Total time watching series is 29 days and total time watching movies is only four days. Really? Now, Seems sometimes low. I do watch our movies on the bottom of the stream account, so that might be why. Yeah, same. Okay. Um, in that time, you could have read 27,000 pages of a book. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, eight, you could have ran 8,044 kilometers, which is about 201 marathons. I couldn't, um, but there you go. No, nor me. <laughs> you could have earned 29 university credits, for, which would give you half a year of full study at university. You could have traveled to the moon and back 11.2 times. You could have watched The Office US 10.9 times. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, According to this, my favourite genre is comedy, which I find quite hard to believe, and then drama. So I thought that was quite interesting, but do you want to know yours? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be heavily kids stuff, but I'm intrigued <laughs> to know, yeah. I might do it as a bit of a game. So what 
your 10 most watched series, what do you think your most watched TV show on Netflix is? Um, okay, I, I'm going to take an absolute punt here. Yeah. And say it's going to be one of my daughters much watched. No. No? No. But at the same time, I don't think it's yours either. Is it Suits? Suits is second. Three days, 21 hours you've watched Suits. Yeah, that's my wife. Uh, What would be ahead of that that she's watched? Dawson's Creek. Third. Three three days, three hours and 32 minutes. I don't know. I don't know what first would be. RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, of course it is. (laughs) Obviously, four days and 21 hours. You've got two episodes that she's not watched according to this, though. Uh, Okay. (laughs) So let her know. Uh, Then Death in Paradise. Yeah. Um, Riverdale... White Collar? Yeah. Okay, this is all my wife. <laughs> Eye Zombie? Yeah. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? Oh, I watched that one with her. That was, that was good. Too Old for This Shit? Oh, know. that's Grace and Frankie. Sorry, Grace and Frankie. Oh, okay. It's the posters the wrong way around. And then Queer Eye. Okay, yeah. I watched them. So the list is very, very you. Um, <laughs> your 10 most recent films are not all from the show. You've got 100% Wolf in there, uh, Finding Ohana. Those oh, are kids' oh, films. I should have mentioned that. Oh, mention it now. It's really good. <laughs> okay, cool. It it's, looks good. The poster's it, good. It's like the Hawaiian Goonies. Did you not mention it the other, the other week? I can't remember, but that it, I don't know if that was actually on this program or not. Oh, okay. I've heard somebody mention the Hawaiian Goonies. Maybe it was on our video call. We I can't remember. Day. Let's get down to your stats. So my total watch time in days was 33 days. Yeah. So what do you think yours is? Double. At least Triple. double. Okay. Triple. 92 days, 15 hours. <laughs> 72 days watching TV shows, 20 days watching movies. Um, in that time, you could have read 74,700 pages of a book, run 556 marathons, done 1.3 years of university, gone to the moon and back 31 times and watched the US office 30 times. What do you think your most common, your most favourite genre is? Crime. Comedy. Oh, okay. Same as mine. Comedy, then family, then animation, then adventure. I don't there's much comedy in that list you reeled off, but there you go. <laughs> Apparently, you've watched comedy in 259 different movies or series. Okay. So, yeah, check out time spent on Netflix.com. Oh. It's quite good. You have to download your CSV file from Netflix, which is easy enough to do. And they've got instructions on how to do that. Like and then it. it uploads it onto the website. But, yeah, check it out. Time spent on Netflix.com. Have we got anything else we want to do? Shall we run through the top 10? Yeah, we've not done that for a good few weeks. Let's have a look, see what's, uh, what's around. Currently, at number 10 on Netflix is a show called I Am a Killer. Which sounds like something you would watch. Um, I think you watch more of the true crime stuff than me. <laughs> true, to be fair. Death row inmates convicted of capital murders give first-hand accounts of their crimes in this documentary series. Two seasons. So I presume the second season's just turned up. Yeah, I'm not, I will... not, not familiar with that. No, not me. I might check it out, though. Um, number nine is a film called Miss Bala. B-A-L-A. Bala? Miss Bala. Um, whilst visiting Tijuana, a woman is forced to work for both a ruthless cartel and a DEA agent in order to save her kidnapped friend. Never heard of it. Nope. <laughs> I'm drawing blanks. <laughs> uh, number eight is Fate, the Winx Saga, which is a new TV show. Uh, determined to master their enchanting powers, a group of teens navigate rivalry moments and super, supernatural studies at Alfia, a magical boarding school. I mean, I've seen the uh, the trailer. Because it yeah. just seems to pop up every, every all the time, and it—I'll just say—it doesn't look like it's in my wheelhouse. No, <laughs> I, not I me don't really. think I'm the target audience. According to this, I'm a 97% match, so maybe. <laughs> um, six it. episodes of that. Uh, the superstars at the superstore is at number seven, not the superstar, which we just talked about. Uh, there's a film called The Dig at number six. This was at number one for quite a while this week. Yeah. Um, quite a few people I know have watched it actually. It says, on the eve of World War II, a British widow hires a self-taught archaeologist to dig up mysterious formations on her land, leading to a staggering find. It's a true story. Yeah, it's been in the news a bit, a bit of controversy this week because, um, my mind's gone blank. Sorry, I'm doing rubbish tonight. Who's the lady in it? (laughs) Cut this out. (laughs) Kerry Mulligan. That's it. It's been in the news a bit this week because Kerry Mulligan is only 36 and the lady she plays was 56. Oh, really? And most definitely just look like Carrie Mulligan. That's good actressing. Uh, the Vampire Diaries is at number five. That's just recently reappeared on Netflix. Okay. Um, that actually trended on Twitter when it when it came back. So there's oh, a really? Lot of, there's a lot of Vampire Diaries fans out there, and they're very uh, vocal about their show. Uh, they have a good fan base. Firefly, Firefly Lane is at number four. Um, that's a TV show, brand new. Um, it says... 
Best friends Tully and Kate support each other through good times and bad with an unbreakable bond that carries them from their teens to their 40s. Yeah, it's um, I've seen the trailer for that. It's, it's uh, Sarah Chalk and Catherine Heigl. Heigl. Never heard of it. Sounds all right. Mean Girls is at number three, randomly. Yeah, that's new, um, new to Netflix. Yeah, from 2004. We all, I'm not going to read the synopsis of Mean Girls. We all know what that is. Uh, number two is uh, Bridgerton, still hanging in there in the top uh, top two. I saw something about Bridgerton the, this this today. In fact, do you know they've uh, been sharing sets with the Crown? I did see this news story. Yeah. Did you see it? Yeah. <laughs> it's quite interesting. There was like loads of comparison pictures of the the same set being used in the Crown and uh, makes Bridgerton. sense. Yeah, somebody's uh, trying to save some budget somewhere. Uh, number one is a Cage film. No way. Yeah. Uh, next, it's called. Which one's that? I'm never. <laughs> it's from 2007. Nicholas Cage and Julianne Moore and Jessica Biel. Las Vegas magician Chris can see a few minutes into the future and an FBI agent wants his help thwarting a nuclear attack. Okay. <laughs> sounds like it's knowing, Cage. but... <laughs> it does a little bit. Uh, yeah. Cage, 2007 Cage wasn't as bad as 2020 Cages. It could be quite good. So yeah, that's your Netflix top 10. Somewhere, somehow, Nicholas Cage has managed to get himself into number one. Never rule him out. Never. Never underestimate the Cage. No way. Anything else? Or should we get on to talk about this week's film? Let's talk a movie. Shall we? Any particular one? Let, uh, which one did we watch? <laughs> so, this week we watched a film called Al Camino Christmas, which was released in 2017. It is a 15. It runs for one hour and 29 minutes and is currently rated at 5.7 on IMDb. To say this film has a cast is an understatement. Yeah, sure. What do you say? <laughs> Normally I do like a page on the cast and crew and I've got two pages on the cast and crew for this one. First one I've written down is the guy called Dax Shepard who plays a Billy Calhoun. I think you would describe Dax Shepard as a professional celebrity. I don't think he's particularly famous for anything. Uh, well, he's married to someone very famous. He's, yeah, he's married to Kristen Bell who is incredibly famous. I mean, um, but I think he's just—he's one of those people that have just been around forever. Yeah, I mean, I—I I, I think I mentioned this last week. He, he always first pops into my head because he was in *Idiocracy*, which is one of my most hated movies of all time. Uh, <laughs> but he's—he's yeah, he he's a face, I, isn't he? He turns up in stuff. Is. I was remembering he was in. Do you remember *Punked* with Ashton Kutcher? Yes. He was always the guy that nobody recognised in that. Yeah. The, the Jeremy Beadle role. He's been in a lot of stuff. He's in. According to IMDb, he's got 56 acting credits and 92 self credits. So he's different chat shows and game shows and stuff he's been on. Sure. He's just he's just a person who's just everywhere. Also stars Kurtwood Smith as Sheriff Bob Fuller. Um, his list of films that you know on Netflix they do known for, and then they do like three or four films. Yes. His list of films on that is ridiculous. So he's known for Broken Arrow, Robocop, Deep Impact, and Star Trek VI. Okay. <laughs> and that's just the tip of the iceberg. That's just the tip of the iceberg. He's been in shitloads. I know him most from that 70s show. He played the dad in that back in the day. Back in the day. I sound so old when I say things like that. <laughs> Third is Tim Allen is in this film, believe it or not. He plays a character called Larry. Larry the Big Drunk. Tim Allen, obviously most famous, probably most famous for Toy Story. It's got to be, hasn't he? I mean, I'd say he's, he's a trifecta, isn't he? Because, yeah, he, obviously Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. But is that the first thing you think of when you think of Tim Allen? No. Because you kind of think of Buzz, Al- Buzz Lightyear is just Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Allen. <laughs> Buzz Allen, yeah. Because um, <laughs> I immediately just thought of the Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, did you? Because yeah. I thought of Home Improvement. Well, they're both valid. <laughs> I always think of Home Improvement when I think of Tim Allen. Oh. Um. <laughs> The thing with Tim Allen, he has questionable politics these days, so you probably that's probably why he doesn't get as much work as he should. But he's a really good actor, if you just look at his acting skills. He's really good in this. But we'll get to that more, but you just have to ignore the fact that he's a massive Trump supporter. <laughs> I think you've gone again, Nick. No, I'm, I'm still here. I thought you'd <laughs> oh, you're gone. you're just ignoring me. <laughs> no, I thought you'd gone. This is going to be a nightmare to edit together. <laughs> Jessica Biel's also... Uh, Jessica Biel. Jessica Alba's also in this film. Sure. She plays a character called Beth, most famous probably for Sin City. She's also in the Fantastic Four film. Oh, of course she is, yeah. I, I, was, yeah. I was thinking of Sin City all the way through this, and I was like, what's the other big thing? Yeah, it's Fantastic Four, of course it is. Uh, Luke Grimes is in this. Um, 
I'm just going to list off some names now. Vincent D'Onofrio, always good value. He's, he's usually really good value because he, yeah. he throws everything at us. Uh, he at really does in this as well. Um, there's just It's a heck of a cast. It really is. Directed by a guy called David E. Talbot. Do you know that name? No. Please enlighten me. He recently is responsible for writing and directing Jingle Jangle. Oh, okay. Which was another Christmas. This is a Christmas film, but it's not. It's a film set at Christmas. Um, but yeah, he's, he's done a lot of Christmas films, old David E. Talbot. I think he likes them. Hey, and look. It's, Nothing wrong with sticking to a genre. Not at all. Uh, written by a guy called Theodore Melfi, who has three in his known for section on on uh, IMDb. He's known for writing St. Vincent, Going in Style, and Hidden Figures. Okay, I've seen Going in Style and Hidden Figures. Me too, I haven't seen St. Vincent, but it's supposed to be brilliant. It's Bill Murray, uh, he also, it? Yeah, he also directed Hidden Figures. Uh, there's another guy who has a screenwriting credit on this called Christopher Wiener. Um, but he has no other credits to his name at all. Sounds like a made-up name, name to me. <laughs> so I think he was probably just a writer's assistant or something. But yeah, it's a heck of a cast and a heck of a director, writer and director team. So this has got to be an amazing film. Oh, surely. Surely. <laughs> uh, do you have a one-word one word review of El Camino Christmas? Boozy. Boozy. True. There's a lot of booze in it. I'm with you. Everybody's drunk. <laughs> where, do, where does this film start, Nick? Well... It's kind of the aftermath of a shootout, isn't it? Yes. Because you've got some breathless policemen, one of whom seems to be bleeding a bit, and they're taking yeah. cover behind a police car. Yeah. Uh, and they look up at this guy, and it starts to snow. Yeah. Um, so this and, is Billy and Bob, the the sheriff and his deputy. Yeah, and then we get the first, but not the last, title card. <laughs> yeah, which, it's just come up a few times, doesn't it? Which... Um, tells us we're now going back 39 hours earlier uh, and we get not a news report but a weather report the weather says there's been no snow in el camino because that's our town yeah for 40 years yeah that's what she says there's no never been any snow for 40 years or he says sorry on, on christmas yeah yeah and then we get some more there's a bit of a montage of the town playing over some more christmas music with the credits rolling at the same time sure um, the credits are very Christmassy. They've got like a Christmassy sparkly font. Um, there's a Mexican kid singing some Christmas song. Uh, it's just a montage of the town. And it yeah, goes on for quite a long time. We're in a sort of arid, well, desert, desert. I don't know if we're in desert. New Mexico, somewhere like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a juxtaposition there, isn't there? Yeah. We're somewhere right on the border, aren't we? And then we cut to the show. The film starts, starts, starts in the sheriff's office. Sheriff Bob walks in to the office and he instantly gives Carl a bit of a telling off. Yeah, he just chews him out, doesn't he? Yeah, there's a, one of the deputies is called Carl. He's an older gentleman. This is Vincent D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio's character, yeah. Um, he's basically a lazy drunk. Yeah. Cut from there, we get a bit of a driving montage of this young guy who's turning up into town. Um, this is Eric. And he checks into a hotel or a motel. That appears to be run by one of the policemen. Yeah, it is because it's it's Dak Shepard's character who was one of the guys we saw in the in the pre-credit scene hiding behind yeah. the police car. So, so he runs a hotel and is a policeman. But so this was my first point of I don't get this decision because <laughs> the whole way this scene is played is that uh, so so this guy Eric turns up he tries to check into the motel his cards declined so he plays with cash. Dak Shepard's character Billy sort of asks him a few questions, and it's played like, oh, "Why is this motel guy being so ne- uh, so sort of um, nosy?" Yeah, uh, and then he sort of disappears out the back, and he comes uh, after uh, Eric's checked in, and he comes back out putting his police shirt on, yeah. and it's all played like that's supposed to be a surprise, but we've already seen him. We've already, yeah, we've all... <laughs> definitely. <laughs> and I mean, obviously really that's weird. an editing decision after the film's been shot, but yeah. But then Carl walks in as well, and he kind of sits down in the reception area. So it's like, this is a motel run by the police force. Yeah. I was really confused by it. <laughs> I'm glad you were as confused as I was. The structure just didn't work, did it? No. <laughs> to be honest, the structure doesn't work for this film at all. Because it, all it's doing is trying to get to that last half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> the first hour of this film is just the build-up to the last half an hour. Yeah, and there's not necessarily and not necessarily anything wrong with that, but it's it's just I didn't need the frame. Yeah, the framing bit at the start, I just 
where we're, we're seeing that there's a shootout coming. Yeah, I don't need that. <laughs> yeah. No. Because it, it, it kind of just makes you think, the film plods and waits for this shootout to come, which is inevitably coming at the end. We already know this. And if we didn't have that, we you would probably wouldn't notice it as much. But yeah. I really noticed that this film just plods through itself. Putting that put putting that bit pre credits uh, scene totally neg- negated this whole five five to ten minutes. Yeah, it did. It really did. Um, cut from there, we meet a lady and her son. Um, the kid has the doctor's telling. They're in a doctor's surgery. The doctor's telling the kid's mum that she thinks he's got autism. Yeah, because he doesn't speak. Correct. Um, he's never spoken. We kind of leave that scene there. That's just an introduction to those two characters. This basically what we're doing now is just introducing you to all the characters that are going to appear sure. later on. Um, we meet a pregnant news reporter who's in a news van with her uh, cameraman. Yeah, that's uh, Jess, Jess Caralba. Je- yeah. She, she's, um, they're kind of just waiting for something to happen, just sitting at the side of the road. They do say ex- they're in town for some really um, non-event of a news story. Um <laughs> But I can't remember what it is because I didn't know. No, <laughs> um, so we cut from there to a diner. The the same lady we met earlier is in there with the, the son that we met as well. Uh, she's just buying a drink or whatever. And then Eric's in there and he buys a piece of cake for the kid. Yeah. They, she, she said she couldn't afford it. And it just establishes that he's a kind, kind of nice guy. Um, Eric leaves there. He's now being followed by the policeman for some reason, um, which is Billy and Carl, the two deputies. And he heads to a shop. And when he gets to the shop, some time has obviously passed. Was she called Kate? Uh, yes, the lady yeah. with the son. Yeah, yeah. The, the lady with the son works in this shop. She's called Kate. And she he buys a bottle of tequila from her? Yes. Because he's just staying in town for a... We don't know why yet, but we do find out. He goes back to his car, uh, drinks a bit of this tequila in the car. It's it's almost like he's plucking up courage for something. Yeah. Which is exactly what he was doing. Um, He heads over to some shithole housing development type place. He knocks on a door and Tim Allen answers. He does. (laughs) Very Um, sort of wizened looking Yeah, he's he's, he's aged, doesn't he? Since his last film appearance, whenever that was. Eric explains to this guy that he's looking for somebody, but this guy's like, I have no idea who that is. He basically is drunk. He's rude. (laughs) He's yeah, just, he I says, I've, I've got hold of this address. Did did a guy called Michael <laughs> used to live here? Maybe. I think he's looking for. Uh, and and Tim, Allen's, Tim Allen's character says, nope, my name's Chuck. No idea. Uh, his name's Larry. It is later, but he introduced himself as Chuck. Oh, yeah, point. sorry. <laughs> but then he sort of pulls pulls out back, doesn't he? He says, ah, actually, there was a guy here before me. Buy me a beer and I'll go and, I'll tell you about him. I might remember him if you buy me a drink, that kind of yeah. situation. So they get into a get into the car and they head off to a bar uh, together. Can I, instantly... I know I know this is a small town. Yeah. But uh, the whole concept of having to just go and drive to a bar, which happens quite a bit in the States, is just <laughs> really weird to me. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Instantly, as soon as they get to the bar, Tim Allen gets into a fight. Like straight away. Yes. He's barely even walked in the door. He's um, just sort of... He's already drunk, isn't he? And he sort of yeah. bumbles his way into another group of lads. And Eric, Eric pulls him out Eric, of the fight. Maybe. Yeah, Eric breaks it up. And they kind of sit down at the bar, have a bit of a chat, a bit of a drink. Um, Eric pretty much doesn't believe that Larry knows who this guy is that he's looking for. Yeah, he's so, like, And he basically just time. says, you're wasting my time. And he leaves, doesn't he? He just goes. So he leaves, he drives off, leaves Larry there in the car, in the bar, not in the car. <laughs> and pretty much instantly gets pulled over by the policeman. Yeah. Um, Billy and Carl, the two deputies. And they bust him for a, being in possession of drugs. Yeah. Which he wasn't. They weren't his drugs. They were clearly probably well, Larry's. He, but they were definitely is. in he his ha- car. He has a bag of weed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it was, yeah, it was Larry's. Yeah. So these two cops have instantly taken a dislike to Eric for pretty much no reason. Other than he's a stranger in town. In this, yeah, he's a strange man in a strange town. His, his card was declined at the, the motel. Yeah. Which they seem to run. Yeah. Um, so they take him back to the police station and they start interrogating him, or they call it interrogating him. Basically, it means beating him up. So Yeah, Carl, Carl in particular is pretty uh, handsy, brutal. shall we say. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, they give Eric a good, uh, good seeing to. Uh, meanwhile, back at the bar... 
Larry's been set upon again and he's now being beat up at the same time. Yeah. So the the film's kind of intercutting between the two scenes of both these guys being beat up. They both get the piss beaten out of them, basically. Sure do. Um, cut to the next day. Uh, we go back to the shop that we were in earlier. Um, incidentally, Emilio Rivera runs the shop. Um, you'll know this guy. He's been in... If any TV show needs a Mexican, <laughs> he's your guy. Um, Vicente is the Vicente. Uh, character. Emilio Vicente. And his fridge is broken, where he keeps all his beer. And this town needs beer, because everybody's a drunk. So he can't fix it. He tries to fix it, nearly blows himself up. And so he calls Kate, who works there with him, to come in and see if she can... Because apparently she's got some trick that fixes the fridge. Yeah, she's got a magic touch. Uh, but unfortunately, she's got a kid, as we met earlier. This kid's called Seth, I think. Yes. And she's also got a mum who she lives with, who's a bit of a slag. She it's a lot of a... setup, isn't it? Now you think, now you're talking it through. I was thinking about it. <laughs> I was all the way through. I was like, this is clearly just setting up for a set piece at the end, and it's exactly what it was. Yeah, his mum's a bit of a her mum's a bit of a slag, and she doesn't want to look after the kid because she's got a man there, generic man. <laughs> <laughs> she basically goes to the shop and she takes the kid with her. Yeah. Uh, also, it's Christmas Eve, by the way. Oh yeah, of course it is. Larry wakes up. In his on his sofa in his house, he's in a bit of pain, and Billy comes in and wakes Eric up in the prison cell. Yes, and he kind he start he's kind of like apologizes to Carl uh, for Carl. Sorry, he apologizes about what Carl did to him. And, he realizes that they're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, basically, because what they did last night was ridiculous. They just arrested a guy and beat the crap out of him in a prison cell. So Billy says to him, "Look, I'm going to leave your car keys here. I'm going to go to the toilet." And I'm going to leave this cell door open. And it's up to you what you do. Wink, wink. Yeah. So Eric obviously just picks his car keys up and leaves. Unfortunately, Carl spots him driving away. Yeah. He he <laughs> runs back to the motel to get his car. And just as he's... And fair enough, it is a bit of a coincidence. Just as he's pulling out of the motel, uh, the deputy Carl uh, comes past in his car. So we got a car chase. Yes, we do get a car chase. And it's actually quite a good car chase, to be fair. Yeah, Carl, it is, actually. They're, um, they're weaving in and out of traffic and around lorries and stuff. Um, and then Carl takes it to the next level because he pulls his gun and starts shooting at the car. He's also drinking out of a hip flask at various um, <laughs> at the, Yeah, this is points. a drunken old cop, is what we've got here. Eric does some creative driving and forces Carl off the road. And he eventually crashes into a haystack. He does, yeah. Carl, obviously Eric gets away. Carl has a bit of a rant over the radio about to Billy, and which unfortunately Sheriff Bob overhears. We kind of leave it there. Eric's car breaks down. Yeah. Because did the tyre get shot? Something got, the fuel tank got shot out or something. Yeah, it's, yeah, car shot a couple of times at it, and uh, yeah, eventually his car it's, dies. It's leaking so, some shit. Yeah, he sort of starts running up the road. Uh, Carl yeah. is also running up the road whilst swinging yeah, so, from his hip flask and so we've got like a foot chase. Gun. We've got a kind of a foot chase going on. I bet Eric's obviously quite a long way ahead. Yeah. Um, cut to the shop. We get back to the shop. Larry enters the shop because he needs some beers and some booze. He needs a pick me up for breakfast. Yep. <laughs> he needs a bit of hair of the dog. And Carl is now outside. The- Eric gets into the shop as well, doesn't he? He makes it to the shop. He does. Yeah. And Carl turns up outside. He just starts no. shooting at it. <laughs> Did he? I feel. I think he heard something from inside that he thought was a gunshot. Oh, maybe. I, I thought he just. Or did like, he just start shooting couple, at the shop? A couple of uh, shots straight through the window, but either way, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, so he starts shooting at the shop. Everybody, obviously, in the shop hits the deck because somebody's shooting at them. They don't know who it is at this point. Um, but Larry is an ex-soldier. Yeah. So obviously, he fires back. He manages to hit Carl in the leg. He does, yeah. Just as he sort of steps through Getting the doorway, in, isn't it? Stepping yeah. through the door, yeah. He shoots Carl in the leg, and all of a sudden, the whole thing's just the whole film's gone chaotic. Everything's everybody's screaming, everybody's shouting. There's guns going off. Yeah, the, the sort of rest of the cops pull up out of the front, don't they? Yeah, so they they shut the doors with Carl inside, and all these new cops turn up outside. And this, so we're here now. the The first hour of this film is them building up to this because this is where this is the film, isn't it? <laughs> um, so they close the blinds and we've got a good old fashioned standoff but nobody is a bad guy no <laughs> still... at one point Kate asks Eric are you keeping us hostage 
He's like, no. No, I'm not. What are you talking about? I'm running here to get away from this crazy cop. The bad guy is the cop. Yeah. And the cops outside think that the Carl has been kidnapped by the bad guys when there isn't any bad guys. Yeah. It's a real fuck up. It's a quite a good situation. Um, so Bob, Bob and Billy are the two that turn up, the sheriff and the deputy. Um, Bob decides to go around the back of the store to see if he can get in or see through the window. Um, just as Bob gets to the back of the store, Eric's also at the back of the store. Yeah, so and, he's trying to escape out this window. <laughs> yeah, but the window is obviously barred. He opens the window just as Bob pops his head up and he makes him jump. Yeah. And Bob's gun goes off. Yes. So Billy, being in the front of the store, hears Bob's gun go off at the back of the store and starts returning fire. So everybody again hits the deck in the store and Eric comes around and he's like, there's cops shooting at each other through the store. <laughs> and nobody in the store is actually doing anything. And, and they're even on the radio to each other, Bob and Billy. And and there's, it's, uh, Bob says, firing. Billy's like, returning fire. And, and then it takes a few seconds and Bob's like, you're what? Stop, stop firing. <laughs> yeah, Bob suddenly realises what's going on, doesn't he? He's like, we're, we're yeah. literally shooting at each other. Everybody in the shop's on the floor. Um, I thought this was I thought this was a really good sequence. Oh, it made me laugh. It really was. It was it was the best bit of the film. Bob and Billy eventually reunite out the front of the store. Bob calls Billy an idiot. And he's like, we need to ring the store. Let's let's call the store. So Bob gets his phone out, rings the store, store phone starts ringing. Eric picks it up. He's like, "Why the hell are you shooting at us? The bad guy is your your mate." Calls the bad guy. But obviously, yeah. the cops are not going to believe that. Um, then some more cops show up. It's a rock, just, it's a proper clusterfuck. Yeah, there's just there's just one little um, bit that's quite important because Eric sort of explains to everyone who he's with in the store. He, he sort of he does the whole Captain Exposition bit, doesn't he? It's like this yeah. is how we ended up here. And Larry Tim Allen's character, he, he sort of turns around and says, "Carl, you're a prick." Yeah. He's like, I, I totally believe this guy. <laughs> yeah, they both do. Kate says the same thing as well, don't she? Yeah. She's like, "You're an idiot, man. What are you doing?" So Carl's festered this whole situation, and now it's completely out of control. And it's like there's a hostage situation going on when there's actually nobody there being held hostage. Correct. Um, the news crew, the news crew show up. They've heard it over the police scanners. Bill, Billy and Bob have a really nice scene now. There's um, Billy's figured out, managed to deduce everybody who's in the store except, except Larry. for Larry yeah, yeah he knows he knows that Eric's in there he knows obviously the name of the store owner and the fact that Kate would be in there he figures Kate would probably have Seth and he's, he's done some proper police work he's like a proper policeman yeah and Bob actually looks really impressed he's like I can't believe you've actually done some proper policing here then back in the store Eric spots a video camera a security camera I don't understand why but he goes and kills this video camera when yeah, because it would have I shown didn't, Carl I didn't really taking the first either. shot. Yeah, no, because <laughs> if you'd have watched the footage, you would have seen Carl taking the first shot. I don't understand what he benefited from taking out the camera. When I saw the camera, I was thinking, "Oh, well, this has solved everything. That should, yeah, that should I, get out close." I thought I'd missed something, so I'm glad you <laughs> you also missed it. <laughs> so, I was like, "You've got the proof then that Carl was the first one to shoot." And everything's been chaotic ever since. But he doesn't. He goes in and pours some coffee over the computer and kills it. Yeah. I don't understand it. And then Kate goes with him. And this is where we find out that Eric is actually looking for his dad. Yeah, he's That's never why met he's come him. to town. He's never met his father. Um, his mum's just died or recently died. Yeah. So he's come to look for his dad. And he's yeah, he's been given all these letters from his dad to his mother. Yeah. <laughs> Bob rings the store again. And this time Larry answers. I liked this bit as well. <laughs> this was quite good. Bob says, look, you've got 30 minutes to release all the hostages or we're going to gas you, gas you out. And Larry just says, we want money. We want yeah. a shitload of money. And then just hangs the phone up. Yeah. And Eric's like, what the fuck? What have you done that for? Now, we are, now we're the hostage takers. And he's like, oh, I've and, always wanted to do that. Yeah. And the, and the police are really confused because they're like, what? that was an older guy. Yeah, that wasn't who, the same guy I spoke to earlier. Who else is in there? <laughs> so they don't know what's going on. The news reporter's now on the TV. Eric... Tell, Eric and Carl are having a conversation and Carl says, look, if you tell the truth of what's happened here today, I will go out there and I'll surrender myself. Eric says that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Eric says it's to Carl. But Carl's not having any of it. Carl's like, I haven't, Carl's adamant that he hasn't done anything wrong. Yeah, yeah, he's like, you, you, you're, you're, a you're an escaped felon. Yeah. yeah, 
as I'm far as he knows, Eric's escaped from prison. He doesn't know that Billy let him out of the prison cell. No, true, true. Billy heads over. He's sent. He's sent over to be on TV with. Yes. Um, I think the news report was called Beth. He names the. He, he, he just fucks up, doesn't he? He names the sub, <laughs> the uh, suspect. He, yeah, he, does, he lets on that he everything. escaped from jail. Yeah, <laughs> which isn't true. He let him out of prison. Yeah. Um, cut back into the store. Carl's losing a lot of blood in the store, and all the people in the store are still like, "We can't believe you've done this, Carl. You're such an idiot." And he kind of goes around them one by one and he explains what he's done for them all in the past because he's like, "Yeah." I, so he's, he says to Kate, "Like I saved you from getting beaten up by your boyfriend." Yeah. Uh, what does he say to Vicente? You know, I, I again helped you out when this place was held up. Yeah, he just goes through, uh, and, and you kind of feel sorry for him a little bit at that point because he is like a cop, or he was a cop at one point. Eric explains to everybody at that point that he's looking for his dad because his mum's died. The freezer comes on, all of a, or the fridge comes on all of a sudden, um, which makes Larry start singing. He's really happy that the booze is going to be cold, and instantly goes and gets some booze. Even though it's not like an instant freeze, I don't think. Must be an, eff- an efficient freeze. <laughs> the news reporter, Beth, she approaches Sheriff Bob. She asks him some questions. He's not prepared to answer because Billy's already fucked up the news, the, the, the press. So he kicks her out of the zone. He's like, get out, get behind that tape. Carl reveals to v- Vicente, the, the shop owner, that he's got a backup gun in the back of his trousers. Yeah. And he's like, get it out for me, get it out for me. Because the guns have still been taken away. But Vicente's really like, I'm not touching that. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere near a gun. Yeah, and meanwhile, Eric and Kate sort of bond, don't they, about yeah. sort of not having a dad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess it's, so. You, you know this is like the calm before the storm, isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah. The whole film, you're just waiting for the last 20 minutes. Bob is coming up with a plan with all the cops outside. He wants to get this all resolved and finished before the feds show up. Because yeah. he's like protective of his town. It, again, it's that... This is a local matter. We will yeah. settle this. We can we do don't, this ourselves. We don't need the feds. So he remembers that Carl's in there. So he's like, oh, I'll give Carl a ring. I'll give him a call. Basically, he gives Carl a heads up that two minutes and we're all coming in. Is how yeah. that conversation goes, basically. In the meantime, the news has gone national. Our local news report is now on national news. And they interview Kate's mum. She makes another little appearance. And then suddenly it all kicks off. So this is where it really gets going now. Because... This, this. I had to pause this to write my notes. Yeah, I did as well. <laughs> Fast. <laughs> it really it it escalated very quickly. This film. So, Carl, knowing that they're going to come in in a couple of minutes, and I, I imagine knowing that his game's going to be up. Yeah. Shoots Eric in, but hits him in the kind of side, rib cagey yeah. kind of area. Eric goes down, but fires back and kills Carl. Shoots him dead. Obviously, the police start shooting as well because there's guns going off in the store. Vicente gets up, runs with his hands up, and he gets killed by the cops yeah, through he the window. Gets absolutely destroyed. Yeah, the cops just falls fire forward through. At him. Yeah, falls forward through all the bottles and cans, doesn't he? <laughs> Somewhere in the melee, sh- uh, Deputy Billy's take takes a bullet as well. The shoulder, the pol- I think. Yeah, the police have just royally fucked this up. <laughs> Completely fucked just it up. Trigger happy. Yeah. In the middle of all this, the news reporter starts going into labour. Um, it starts snowing now and this is kind of where the film started we're back at that yeah. kind of point um, and then suddenly the feds show up they do so yeah. the FBI turn up which is what Bob did not want so back in the store Larry is with Eric patching him up uh, Kate and the kid are still in there as well and the feds tell Sheriff Bob and Deputy Billy to go behind the barricade so yeah, we've you're got out this. of here <laughs> we're, we're taking this now this is our case Larry tells an old war story about killing his whole troop. He, um, so he, yeah, he was basically a commanding officer, wasn't he? And yeah. he, he made uh, certain decisions that led to a lot of casualties in uh, Vietnam. Yeah. Um, uh, he says he ended up getting court-martialed. He lost everything. Um, this is obviously where he, he says to Eric, yeah, I'm, I'm your dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we kind of get that reveal. We kind of knew it from the start. Yeah, anyway, of course we did. Of course the, we reveals, did. the reveals here that Tim Allen is Eric's dad. And he, and he says, you and your mother deserve better than me. Yeah. The phone in the store rings again. And Eric says to Kate, answer that. And you guys get out of here. So yeah. she she takes the phone. She says to the she says to the cops outside, look, I'm coming out with my son. Don't fucking shoot us, basically. Yeah. 
So as they she step leaves over Vicente's body. Yeah, and Carl's body. Um, so as she leaves, um, the kid turns around because he's left. He had like a remote control car that he was playing with, didn't he? So yeah. he goes to pick that up, and he turns to Eric and he speaks. He says thank you to him, and that's the first time this kid's ever spoken. So Kate starts crying and talking to the kid. It about was how quite. It was, it was quite an emotional well scene. Yeah. Eric says to Larry, "Look, you go as well. This is my problem now. I'll, I'll sort this out." But Larry's like, "Fuck off! I ain't going anywhere. I'm, yeah, I'm so here I with you no, now. I, I got nowhere better." To be. <laughs> <laughs> um, meanwhile, the news reporter goes into full-on labour live on air, and it's completely no sold by the anchor back in the studio. Yes, you can see it happening in the background, and the anchor's like, "I think we've got some technical difficulties." Yeah. And you can see it like giving having a baby in the background. Uh, it's really, yeah, you can practically see the crown, you know. <laughs> At this point, Larry starts moving around in the store and he picks up one of the guns. And it's, it's quite clear what he's going to do at this point. So, so it's the gun that Eric shot Carl with. Yeah, he's, he basically says to Eric, I'm sorry, have a nice life. And Eric's begging him not to do it, but he does it. He walks out of the front of the store. Um, he says that there's one guy left in there. He needs medical help. And... He has a bit of a he does a bit of a monologue, doesn't he? And then he raises his gun slightly. Yeah. And all the cops open fire and shoot the crap out of him. And he dies on the floor next to a cardboard cutout of a busty woman. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we the film cuts away. And I thought, oh, it's finished. And then you get a sign come up saying 182 days later. Lovely. Uh didn't look what was 182 days after Christmas Eve, but I mean <laughs> I don't know why they chose that number. That's six months, isn't it? <laughs> Everyone's doing okay. There's a montage of everybody being all right. Um, even Vicente yeah, is okay. I like that, actually. <laughs> I, I mean, I kind of felt it didn't feel unearned. No, I agree. I it, thought it was a nice punchline. He's lying <laughs> on the beach, isn't he, next to a, a, a hot lady. And he, yeah. he says, oh, by the way, uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty rich. He's like, <laughs> he must have I got shot. I got shot four. T- he says I got shot four times. I got thirty-two million pound, thirty-two million dollars. That's eight million per bullet. I did. I didn't <laughs> catch that. I didn't realize yeah. you got that much. That's a lot of money. Um, I think I'd take a bullet for eight million dollars. <laughs> so yeah, um, he's living. He's living the dream. He is living <laughs> the actual dream. Yeah, he's. Uh, he, he definitely looked dead in that shootout earlier, but we'll forgive it. Back in the town, the kid talks now. Full on talks. He's chatting away to his mum, and then somebody buys him a piece of cake. And Eric walks over, and he's still in the town. He lives there now, apparently. Hmm. And then the film ends. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think, overall? I think, overall, I liked it. I agree. I, I didn't like all of it. It has its but problems. overall, I liked it. <laughs> it's fun. It is it is good fun. But I have an issue with the first 45 minutes, because they, they're trying to... I get, I get that they're trying to establish these characters, but they're literally just telling you who they are and then putting them in position for where they need to be. There's there's yeah, no it, there's no character arcs for any of them. It's not natural, is it? No, it not feels, at all. It feels like... And I didn't mind the pace because it was... No, the pace it, is fine. I, I liked the fact that the first half was slow and then, then it speeds up. But it it my criticism would be that first half did feel like we're just putting pieces on the chessboard. Yeah, that's exactly it, right. It didn't, it didn't flow together, I no. thought. That's exactly um, right. It, it, the, you you don't get any sort of character arc for any of these characters, and you'd literally just get into the point where right, we need all these people in a shop. Let's get them in a shop, and that's that's it. Having said <laughs> that, once they were all in there, hell yeah, it's a heck of a ride. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> it's a really fun ride. It's it's not a Christmas film. I don't. It's it's bizarre that it's even centered around Christmas. But the same as Pottersville was. It was not a Christmas film. I I think this is less of a Christmas film than that was. (laughs) Probably. Agreed. Unless if it hadn't told you at the beginning that it was Christmas Eve, you would never have known. Yeah. There's not even any Christmas decorations up in the shop. No. no, no. Uh, It's a fun ride. It's an only an hour and a half. You're not going to have any problems with it. It's 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 sitting a Saturday night, pizza and a magnum, job done. I liked the cast as well. The oh, cast was, is brilliant. Everybody I, in it's really good. Well, I don't think everyone was in it was br- everyone who was in it was brilliant. I, I, Do you not? But no, I so I I liked almost every <laughs> I liked almost everyone in it. I could have done with more. I thought Tim Allen could have done more with his character. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, okay, fair enough. I'll I, give you that. I think... I don't... I felt he underplayed it. I, I, I just thought there was more for him to get his teeth into there, to be honest. Yeah, now, he, was, he was just whether a stereotypical left... small-town drunk, wasn't he? He didn't really try and do anything with it. Yeah, whether they left some stuff on the cutting room floor, because we literally just got that two to three minute scene where he was explaining why he was a drunk and what yeah. had gone wrong in his life. I, again, it didn't... Some of that could have been done with that first half of the movie, surely. Yeah, I agreed. It, it just seemed a bit in the wrong order for me. And like I say, it might not have been him. It might be that some of it was left left on the on the cutting room floor. But I'd, yeah, I, I think he could have gone to town a bit more with his you character. He just dialed it in a little bit. That's how it came across, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. For me. That's f- He's a good actor. He is a good actor. He always has been a good actor. But you're right. I think he maybe did just dial it in a little bit. It's probably just a cheap payday, though, isn't it? Yeah, he knows, maybe, he knows it's not going to make any make any waves with it. But overall, it ain't a bad little film. It's it's fun. It's the 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 last half an hour are just hectic, and it is it is a good ride. It's a wild ride. I've, I thought it was a pleasant surprise. I you know there's you know really reminded me of something back back in the day before we had all this on demand stuff. You know, late late night really late night movie you find on one of the lesser known channels and it yeah. sort of grabs you a bit and you're like oh yeah that's gonna stick in my mind and I, I i did enjoy it yeah more and more every week we we realize that we're not here to find top quality oscar winning films we're here to find a film that you can enjoy have a bit of fun with and just a bit of a no-brainer and watch it i think that's i'd what, say i think that's what we found this week i mean I, I, this is a good example for me i'd i'd say this was a hidden gem because yeah it, it's not a world beater it's not necessarily pulling up loads of trees, but it's a nice, pleasant surprise. Yeah. And I wouldn't have picked it out of a lineup unless it, you know, had come up on the randomizer. But I was, I was more than happy with what I got for my ninety minutes. Agreed. Even Ross Cook had never heard of it, so it must be bottom of the stream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't, have, couldn't have said that better myself. That's this is the sort of thing we're here to find. We're not here to find the next bloody Citizen Kane. We're here to just. Give you some entertainment on a Saturday night with a pizza and a magnum. <laughs> Shall we talk about the stream table? Yeah, let's do it. I think this is going to be tough this week. So uh, what sort of area of the stream table are you at? I, I'm kind of thinking it's sort of three to eight. It's kind of chasing pack. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I don't think it's quite three or four. It isn't. But there's... There's it's quite not... a, a sort of lump of movies there that <laughs> a lump a, a, a good. So currently three is VFW and four is Catfight. I yeah, don't, it's not better. Than I it. don't think it troubles either of those two. No. Um, five is A Silent Voice and six is Pottersville. It's around there. From I think it's around there. What's what's just below them? Seven's The Discovery. Eight is Would You Rather. Yeah, it's better than The Discovery. I think it is better than The Discovery. We we're at Pottersville again, aren't we? Yeah, and and there's many reasons why this is comparable to that. Yeah, because it's a it's the it's a non Christmas film. <laughs> but I was more thinking small town America, everyone knows each other. Um, yeah, something goes a bit wrong. In and a small, yeah, people, and people are put in a in a very uh, unexpected situation at Christmas. Um, it's virtually yeah. the same film. When you describe one's, it like just that, one involves a. Um, I think. This is better than Pottersville. I think it is as well. Personally, I think it is a more fun ride. And this was more. This was more rewarding. Yes, I think. I think you're right. I think it has a better story and it is more fun. So it goes above Pottersville. Uh, we're convinced of that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I was really invested. Uh, once they're all in that store, I was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm on board here." Me too. It was just getting them there it was a bit of a trudge. Trudge. So if it's better than Pottersville, does it trouble a silent voice? I think it's close. Oh, I don't think such can... different beasts. I don't. You yeah. can't. You can't compare them. There's no way d- this is a better film than a silent voice. The silent voice yeah. is the better film. No, I don't. I don't I think, think yeah. you, so. You can't. You can't put it above it, can you? I don't think so. Okay, we'll go with that then. Just above Pottersville, just yeah. below a silent voice. So sixth. That's pretty high, okay. isn't it? We're not expecting it to get to sixth. I'm. I'm, I'm impressed with that. So yeah, how are we? I think how are fair. we going to? How are we turning the tide on it? I, I think we might have already covered it. I think for yeah, me, I think you're right. <laughs> for me, flesh out some of the characters a bit. 
Yeah, I, I, I think we can, we can do a bit of a rewrite on that first half hour. There's something more organic we can do. There was, it was a real, the whole sequence from Billy letting him out of the prison cell, until to the point where Carl shoots at the store is a bit silly as well, because why if he's just been allowed out of prison and he's just been in a car chase with another cop, he then goes into the shop. (laughs) Yeah. It's all a bit loose. There was an element as well of, we all know that Larry is Eric's dad right from the get-go. So why are we fucking around? With false names and false identities. Pretending. Why is he doing the Yoda thing? Eric should have known (laughs) that from the start. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Could we not have just... Could we not have come to that reveal when they first met? They could have still gone to the bar, realised that they, ha- realized that they hate each other, but the relationship started. Build that then... relationship up all the way through and then get stuck together to yeah, the point exactly. where they then have they... to work together. It's yeah. exactly the same way as they do to get out yes. of this situation to the point where Larry then sacrifices himself at the end. But we don't need the reveal to be in the shop over a two minute conversation when we could have had that in the first half. And then, like you say, you've got this, okay, they've met, they realise it their first meeting went really badly and now oh shit they're stuck in the shop yeah you've got I, that's a I character arc you got works. larry's yeah. arc from hating eric to all the way through to sacrificing himself for him is a character arc and yeah. it does happen in the film but it happens in two minutes uh, yes. make that last the whole film you've got a better film agreed and i think it gives to my other complaint it gives tim allen more to get his teeth into yep because he should he's not even like top top he's not even third or fourth build in this film yeah. He's like right down the bottom and he's one of the main characters, isn't it? So <laughs> Dak Shepard's a top build cast member. And he's he's not important to this really. <laughs> <laughs> not that not really. So yeah, that's I, I agree. I think that's a great way to uh, redo it. Which cool. nicely brings us on to next week's film. Next week will be episode nineteen of this season. Oh, excellent. With still two wild cards to play, including mine. So Jordan, get your ass together. <laughs> and I will do the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are you looking for from next week's film? Um, what haven't we had for a while? Um, a good film. <laughs> this was a good. <laughs> no, film. this was a good film. We've not had nothing's um, troubled the top for a long time. No, I do feel like we have. Yeah, we're very, right, we're right, stuck I'll, very much with that. Yeah, we need we need the randomizer to pull us something that's going to give um, Caliber a run for its money because mm-hmm. it's been it's been number one for too long. Yeah, and I know the Lost Bullet ran it quite close, but. That's going back a long yeah. time as well. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's see what the randomizer dishes out to us then, shall we? Let's do it. It has picked a film called Dark Light. Okay. Any ideas? Something to do with photography? <laughs> I don't. Um, I mean, I'm going to say it's aliens again. Almost. Um, it says a woman returns to her family home and discovers it to be an inhabited by monsters. Okay. Four point two on IMDb from two thousand and nineteen. So yeah, what do you reckon to that? A monster film. Yeah, let's do it. The tagline is "Fear the Light." Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Pitch Black was good. Maybe it's a, it's a sort of that sort of ripoff. Similar idea to that. Cool. So yeah, go out and check out Dark Light, and uh, in the meantime, check us out on flipping Twitter and Instagram, and Letterboxd at bots underscore podcast. Uh, the website is facebook.com slash bottom of the stream. Uh, the what did I just did I just say that completely wrong? I, I you cut out. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I'm gonna start it again. Check okay. us out. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram and Letterbox at bots underscore podcast. The web. The, the, the fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this has been a nightmare. <laughs> this has been a horrible episode. <laughs> In the meantime, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd at bots underscore podcast. Facebook.com slash Bartman with the Stream. The website is www.bartmanthestream.com. On there, you will find every episode we've ever recorded, all four seasons stream table, and loads of other cool stuff. Um, check us out on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Bartman with the Stream is where you'll find that. For a couple of quid every month, you'll get access to bonus episodes, to early ac- uh, early release episodes, if I can get out of the habit of editing on a Sunday afternoon. Um, Nick writes a newsletter every month. You get a wild card if you come in at a certain level. And also check us out on Discord. Uh, The link to the Discord will be at the bottom of the show notes. 
Yeah, come talk to us in there. It's a, it's a good time, guaranteed. I got there yeah. in the end, Nick. <laughs> That's fine. Um, as well as all that, if if you have a spare five minutes, if you could leave us a review anywhere that you can review podcasts, such as Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podchaser, Spotify, or invent a bottom of the stream cocktail and write us a review on the menu if you own a cocktail bar. Why not? <laughs> Where's that come from? I don't know. There was liquor in this movie. I've got a beer now, so I'm just thinking about beer, really. Fair enough. Cool, yeah, and uh, do that and then check out Dark Light and we'll come back next week to talk to you about it. Cheers. Bye. That felt so, so patched together.